And welcome to Control Alt Deplete. We are here. This is episode nine. I guess I could unmute you. There you go. Now you're to now. <laughs> Say hello. There bio. we go. Hello, everyone. <laughs> yeah. This is nice. I can now mute him if I want him to just you know, not talk. <laughs> Toxic. Yeah. How you How you doing today, Bio? I'm. Oh, oh, what's that? Oh, nobody can hear you. Oh, because I muted you. Oh, haha! I love this. Did you actually mute me? <laughs> I did. Now you're unmuted. You're good now. <laughs> I was saying, uh, I'm good, but I'm very tired. Yeah, I, I feel you. I feel similar. I, I went to sleep around like 1 p.m. and I had to get up like 3 o'clock for some shopping done. Rough. And then I slept another two hours, like six and eight or something. I don't, I don't know. I'm just very yeah. tired. Yeah, when you went to bed, that's about the time I had to get up. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah, I've been up I can't believe we're on episode nine already. I know, right? We've been rolling them out, and we've missed a couple weeks here and there, but not too bad. Only on slow uh, weeks, really. Yeah, just a couple weeks. Where, well, we had the week where we were both sick and stuff. And then right. uh, and I think there was a, another week where there just wasn't much going on anyway, and we were busy. Yeah. But yeah, um, let's see. Let turn Spotify down just a hair. I think it's good. It's just coming in loud in my headphones. All right, so uh, let's jump into the news. Uh, you want to go on that first one there for us? Lead us off. The quest log? Yes, sir. Um, so for all you questers, for people that hate getting rid of quests, <laughs> the quest log limit is increased to 3525. So that's yes. nice. Change. Yes. Good quality of life change right there. Yes, I am happy about that. Uh, honestly, I don't know why it even needs to have a limit. I mean, you know, why? Why does it need yeah. a limit? You know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, true. But uh, I hey. mean, probably probably prevent people from getting like a hundred quests ready for expansion and turn them all in. It's that's true. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, yeah, no, that that is fair. Because uh, I definitely, I, I definitely know uh, a few people that would take advantage of that, myself included. <laughs> <laughs> yep uh but yeah no we got uh, the quest logs increased so that's excellent for in my opinion i'm very happy about that um the next thing that they announced uh was a with the diablo 4 pre-order uh you can pre-order the standard edition for 70 dollars why are we talking about diablo 4 when we're a world of warcraft podcast because if you buy the diablo 4 pre-order uh, you have to buy the standard edition or higher, which is, again, 70 bucks, and then it only goes up from there. It's like 70 90 110 or something like that. Uh, but if you buy at least a $70 standard edition, you get a mount for World of Warcraft, the Amalgam of Rage. Um, I... Looking mount. It, yeah, the mount itself is really, really good looking. Um, I We saw it the other day, just, stand, just in, in Orgrimmar. We saw it and we're like, ooh, what is that? That's nice. And it is. It's a very good-looking mount. But, um, like, 
if you're playing, if you plan on getting Diablo Four anyway, it's a no-brainer. Go ahead and get it. You'll get your mount. You're probably yeah. gonna get the collector's edition or whatever anyway for Diablo Four. Uh, however, for like right. me and you, uh, it's kind of up in the air. I know because I don't. I know you said you don't really expect yourself to play Diablo Four. I don't think I'll end up getting it. I might, but I don't know. I haven't decided. Yeah. Uh, but seventy dollars mainly just for a mount is a little pricey for me. Obviously, it comes with a game too. But if you're not planning on playing the game and you just want the mount, eesh, you know. Uh, yeah. But no, we'll see. Uh, you think you'll get it at any point, or do you think you'll just uh, wait and see if it goes on sale in the uh, store at some point? I I'm not gonna get it. I'm not gonna play Diablo. Yeah, it's kind of it's like eighty five bucks Canadian for a mount. So yeah. Um, so I kind of doubt I'll get it, but I mean, if it's right. released on the store, I I doubt they'll put it on the store. But if they do, I'll probably buy it then. Right. No, that's uh, that makes sense. Um, I would say I I might buy it. Maybe like I said earlier, maybe after my tax refunds. <laughs> I don't know. Because I do, I do think it'd be cool to just play through at least the campaign on Diablo 4 at some point, maybe, uh, see how that is. I still want to play, I still, I've got Diablo 3, I haven't even finished ever playing the campaign on it, but I did, I did enjoy the campaign on there. Uh, but, you yeah, know. Yeah, I've, I played a little Diablo 3 with my dad on, on their Switches. Nice, nice. Um, but yeah, uh, so then, we have the Race to World first event for the Vault of the Incarnates. Uh, we've yep. got three guilds have announced, or four guilds, three three different events. Um, we got Method is doing their event. Uh, Echo and Big Dumb Gaming are and teaming up. And Team Liquid. Uh, Limit, yeah. Uh, yeah, Liquid used to be Limit, I guess. <laughs> now they're Liquid. But yeah, they are doing an event as well. Um, so it looks like Methods event. I mean, they're all going to start. On December 14th, uh, yeah. they just said they don't have a specific time, I don't think, but it'll be on their Twitch channel, which is uh, uh, twitch.tv slash methodgg, I believe. Uh, and then uh, Echo and Big Dumb Gaming Guild are going to have on, I guess it is separate ones. Uh, they're, no, they're, they're a team up. It'll be on Echo's um yeah, it'll be on Echo's uh, Twitch channel, which is uh, twitch.tv slash Echo Esports. Yep. Um, and then Team Liquid will have it on their Twitch channel, of course. Um, and they will, that'll be twitch.tv slash Team Liquid. Um, you want to take um, us through some of the casters? Yeah, I'll start off with Echo and Big Dumb Gaming. All right. So, um, the ones that stand out caster wise is S Fan, Azogold, and a guy named Jason. I'm not sure who that is, to be honest. Right, yep. But S Fan and Azogold, you know, big streamers. So it's pretty cool to get them to yep, yep. cast your, your attempt at World First. Yep, I see uh, Tettles um, is going to be. Uh, Tettles, yeah. Preach, Rich, Dratnos. Yep. And, uh, you know, what's the, uh, if you're looking at the page, 
What's the uh, what's the one of like the ten people on it? I see uh, the uh, top. Um, that is the actual. That's the actual raid team. Okay. Or at least the, the 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 known... the ones that are streaming. Yeah, those are probably the ones that are just streaming. Oh, okay. I don't recognize really any of these guys besides Stripe and Genji. Um, I know most of them. And most Nugi. of them. Yeah, there's there's Nagi, yeah. there's Miraz, Zelia, Frago. I don't recognize I th uh, Roger Brown. He's was one of their big strategists. Narcolis has been with them for a long time. Oh, okay. Um, Tobo, I know is new. Um, Lorgox has been with them for quite a while. I don't know how long Frago has been with them. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I think that's all that I recognize from there. Um, as far as methods, they yeah. haven't. They didn't really put too much on there. They haven't really said. Let me, yeah. let me see here if they've got stuff on their actual page. Here we go. All right. So on their uh, on their website, they've got their casters and their. Uh, you've got uh, Kexman Grant, which uh, they were both streaming or uh, hosting the um, Race to World First leveling. Uh, they've got Mister GM. Sko is going to be casting. I don't know if you caught the announcement. Um, he is not going to raid. Um, he's going, oh. he's yeah he's retiring from uh, raiding essentially, or at least at least for currently, he's not going to uh, raid with them. I, I think he's going to be like coaching them, kind kind of like what uh, Maximum has done for uh, Liquid, because like, oh, Maximum okay. doesn't actually raid anymore. He just watches and then keeps an eye out and calls out different things. And like, is there strategists and stuff? Um, right. Yeah, they've got Dark Merch, Deep Shades, uh, Kurame, Cybear, Rage Darling, Sam Talks, and Shekin are uh, going to be having streams on there. Some of those, I believe, I think those are all the casters. I don't think any of them are actually playing. So I guess Deep Shades maybe has uh, stopped raiding as well. I don't know. Because he normally is on the raid team. But they're showing him right. as a caster, so he may have has uh, is not attempting it this time. But uh, yeah, they don't. Uh, um, yeah. And then as far as uh, let's see, liquid, you've got. We got. Go ahead. We got Aya and Degura, the both beautiful women. <laughs> uh, Kalmazi, he's a good warlock. I watch his stream sometimes. Yep. BX never not really sure who that is. You got preheat, Zironic, Cam's Jet, Automatic Jack. I know yeah. about half of those people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I don't know and, I don't think they've listed their raid team, at least not on the Wowhead article. I'm sure on the yes. website they've got it, but uh But they also have Team Liquid is doing a uh, donation goal setup it looks like. Yep. Uh, for getting certain points, or not points, certain amount of money, they'll do certain things. Uh, like, for example, 5,000 casters dressed like reindeer. Or, that's a weird one. 7,500 casters eat a, a, oh, what's that? What the hell is that? Pilky? Pil I don't know. Um, yeah, they just have some, uh, some goals to, you know, keep things light. Fun. Yep, um, and Echo and uh, Big Dumb Gaming also have some uh, charity donations as well for incentives. So, oh, okay. yep, they've got. Oh, they do. Yep. Yep. 
Uh, Method usually has something. I don't see anything on their website currently, but they've got a bunch of extra stuff they're doing. Um, they've got some music that uh, they've put together that's copyright free, so people can use that for like streaming and stuff. Um, right. It's going to be for part of their stuff. Uh, I'm sure they're going to have probably they'll probably have some kind of charity event they like to do. They usually have something that's going on. Uh, I just don't see any kind of announcement for it. But yes, December fourteenth yeah. is the uh, start of. Uh, well, that's for them. The race of the world first. Uh, let's see, Liquid. When is Liquid starting? Probably the thirteenth. That's what I'm thinking. Yep. Does not say. Let's see on their page here. Yes, December thirteenth. They will be starting. Um, so I guess, unfortunately, we're not getting a worldwide release for the raid. Really was kind of hoping that would happen. But uh, it does not appear to be the case. I think it's probably due more to the uh, the, the weekly resets. It's a little... T I mean, you, you could... It Launch is one thing, because Launch, they still have... The, you still have your weekly reset on Tuesday for NA and Oceanic, and then on Wednesday for... Um, uh, EU and then on Thursday for uh, Asian servers. Uh, now you can't with launch. It doesn't matter with the reset. Whatever you know, who cares? Yeah. I understand some of the logistics behind. You can't have the raid have a same worldwide launch because if you do, that would then let's say you you know it launches on Tuesday reset. The problem with that then is that uh, the next day if you have a worldwide release the next day eu is going to have their weekly reset and then asian asian servers are going to have their weekly reset so then all the weekly quests that you can do to get gear and everything eu and and asia would have a advantage in that situation because they would be able to get an extra reset in after that started um yeah but then also, actually, it might, have, it might actually put them at a little bit of a disadvantage because technically NA would get the reset right away and be able to go do that. Um, but then also, let's say EU and EU Guild goes in a worldwide launch and clears four bosses. Well, then w weekly reset next day. Are they going to have to go in and re-clear those four bosses? Yeah. Like, I, I, I can understand on a technical and logistics standpoint how it's a little bit difficult to do the worldwide release. But... Blizzard needs to figure it out because we need the worldwide release for a raid. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's one of those. I mean, it's I can't say unspoken because it's it's spoken about all the time. Uh, you'll see it all the time. EU and Asian servers have a disadvantage in the race to world first because they start. You know, EU starts 16 hours behind NA, and then I don't know what the Asian time difference is. I want to say it's like 30 some hours behind. Um, so it's kind of one of those things. They're always at a disadvantage, but it'd be nice to just have a fair, fresh start. But yeah, we'll see. Will it be in our time? Who knows? Yep. Um, so moving on. Yep. We have launch night issues mm -hmm. uh, addressed by Blizzard. Yes. Uh, I kind of skimmed through blue posts a little bit. Yep. Uh, and. Um, Blizzard's just kind of saying, like, you know what? 
launches it all at once. It comes out like pieces, you know. Yeah. Um. They they said expansions now consist of several smaller launches. Uh, for example, the code first goes live, running the old content and pre-launch events. The new systems turn on, and finally, the content launch day, new areas, quests, and dungeons. Each stage changes different things, so we can find and fix the problem. But in any large, complex system, the unexpected can still occur. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, we we witnessed that firsthand. <laughs> yeah. So, well, what I like about this post, um, and I don't know how much you read through. I read the whole thing. Because um, okay, I, yeah, I, I wanted to part. know, I wanted to know. Um, so basically, what happened was it was an issue with their encryption system, and the um, oh, their main, their main. I can't remember what they call, what it was called. Um, did you? It was a there was a small logic error in the code. And it had misplaced line of code. A, mis a misplaced line of code signaled to the server that it needed to recalculate which records to hide in the encryption system, even though nothing had changed. Uh, so it was the encryption, and then what's the second system? Um, the timed. I can't. I can't remember what they called it, but it had some kind of uh, name to it. But basically, the the two different systems. The way that they were communicating with each other was causing issues, and then the issue with the air with the line of code. Um, yes, caused, I see the, I see the part. No. Yeah, that caused all the issues, um, and basically, it was whenever anyone was trying to get to the Dragon Isles, it was sending through a whole. It was making their their encryption system send a signal to recalculate all the records to hide. Um, so what happened was. They they already had learned from the Wrath of the Lich King launch uh, to get to have it be ready to put portals. So they already had portals built in, ready to go in case they needed it. Um, they had several employees that they had going onto the boat to see what would happen, and other employees that were staying back in case they needed to create portals. So what happened was they saw immediately, okay, all the loading screen issues, issues with that. Few people got in. Most people got sent back to Orgrimmar or stuck in the loading screen. So then what yeah. happened was they said, okay, let's make portals. Go ahead and go with that plan. Um, so they made the portals. However, what they didn't know is because of what the actual issue was. It was whenever people tried to load into the Dragon Isles, it sent their system sent a whole list of codes to check for hidden encrypted files. And that's what was causing all the delays and lags. So when they created the portals, that actually made the problem worse. Because up to that point... The only time people were loading into and trying to load in was whenever the boat would go. Well, the boat stopped going after the first couple attempts. The boat didn't come back. Uh, but once they made the portals, what happened then was players could just go and just continuously keep clicking on the portal over and over and over. And every time a player clicked on the portal, it caused the system to send that check through, to, which caused even more lag. So it was a little feedback loop kind of there where the portals actually made the lag even worse. Um, as we know, you know, things got better uh, Monday night, like about three hours in, we were able to find like three and a half hours in, we were start playing, able to play without too yeah. much lag. They did not actually get a full on, they didn't figure out the issue until Tuesday morning. Um, the only reason the lag got better that night was simply because there weren't as many people on and not as many people trying to go through. 
And right. you know, every every time people were trying to go through, some of them made it, some of them didn't. So once some people got in and it got through all those checks, it was fine for those people. Um, but yeah, it was Wednesday morning before they were able to get a full-on fix to the code and issue. Um, but uh, no, I, I the whole post, I was really happy to see it because they really gave a good in-depth look, laid out, here's what the issue was. These were the uh, the two systems. You know, this is how we figured it out. Here's a timeline. So, so I just I liked that kind of transparency from them. That yeah. you know, I mean, it, it took a couple weeks. Obviously, it's it's been almost two weeks since launch night. So it took a little while for them to figure that out and get everything put together to let us know. But in the past, sometimes we didn't get any issues. Um, yeah, I think that's one of the things I was talking to my wife about this a while back one of the frustrating things is a lot of times something will happen and you ask, you know, servers go down and unexpectedly, and we're all sitting here going, is it on our end? Is it a blizzard in? And we don't hear anything from blizzard for several hours before blizzard even communicates. We're aware there's an issue. And like, that's one thing that would be really nice is, if they just had somebody whose job it was, when stuff crashes within the first 10 minutes, it's their job to go onto the forum or Twitter or whatever and post, we're having these issues, we're working on it. Just to make us know and acknowledge that they are aware of it. Um, yeah. Obviously on launch night, I don't think any of us thought that they were sitting there going, oh, everything's growing just fine. I think we all knew that they were aware there's an issue. Uh, but I don't know if you remember... A couple months ago, I think it was, um, when we were trying, I can't remember if it was pre-patch or if it was before pre-patch, we were trying to log into the, the game and we kept getting world servers down. And on the forums, right. on the forums, people, you know, were talking all about, hey, all the servers are down, all the servers are down, nobody can get into the servers. And a Blizzard employee literally comes out of the forums after like an hour of us all being, hey, servers are down, we can't get in, what's going on? An employee for Blizzard comes onto the forum and said, we don't know what you're talking about. All the servers are up. And, like, that level of, wait, what? The the fact that, like, an like, hour... They don't even know. Yeah, the servers were down for an hour, and Blizzard is saying, there's nothing wrong. Like, that is the kind of thing that gets really frustrating, in my opinion. And that's why I really like this post, because it's just that concern of, sometimes when things go down it's just like do they even know that this isn't working are they aware of this like it would just be nice to get an acknowledgement right away yeah because uh, even on launch night i think it was a couple hours before anybody from blizzard posted anything whatsoever saying hey we're aware of issues um yeah but i mean obviously on launch night we know any issues they're probably aware of because they're it's all hands on deck uh, but no, I, I've, uh, if you guys want to read through the post, uh, Wowhead has it up there. It came out a couple days ago. Um, again, I was really happy to see it because it's just nice to get some information on that night, especially for me, how frustrating that was. It's really nice to see um, an update on it and just get some answers as to what happened. Yeah. Any thoughts on that? Any more thoughts for you? Um... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's nice that they're addressing it and saying, like, maybe this is what happened. But it doesn't change the fact that we put all that work in for nothing. For sure. Yeah, for sure. 
but yeah, no, I, I am glad though that we got some answers. It's a lot better than just going on yeah. and because because it sounds like this whatever happened there is something that is preventable, very much preventable, and hopefully at least now that they know the issue, maybe the next expansion, maybe, maybe that won't happen. I don't have much yeah. hope though. Uh, yeah. Alright, and then the next big topic that we have, uh, and all the tanks out there, <laughs> oh, yeah, we're not happy about this. Um, so, because of, from whatever reasons, I, Blizzard didn't say why they claim, they, Blizzard claims that tanks are too survivable, um, which clearly means they have not played Brewmaster Tank, because uh, Brewmasters are struggling like crazy out there right now. Um, but no, uh, they are doing a 10% damage reduction nerf across the board for all tanks. So every tank had some kind of passive ability or talent that would normally give them, you know, whatever 10%, whether it gave them 10% damage reduction, now it just doesn't give them any damage reduction. Or like, I think for Demon Hunters, our, our ability that gave us, uh, 20% damage reduction got changed to 10% damage reduction, stuff like that. Um, for the for the good tanks, the high end top tier tanks like Prot Warrior, and honestly even Vengeance DH, I don't think Vengeance DH is gonna get too affected by it. Prot Warrior definitely isn't gonna be affected by it. They nerfed, I, I want to say it was like Devotion Aura or something they nerfed, and Prot Warriors aren't even using Devotion Aura. They're using they're using literally using the or the devo Devotion Stance, not Aura. Um, they're not using Protection Stance. That's what it was. They're using uh battle stance because they don't need protection stance right now uh, yeah but i i and here's the thing we might tanks might need that 10 percent damage reduction nerf maybe that is a thing that will that we need uh i don't think certain tanks need i know prop pally brewmaster monk definitely don't need that nerf uh those two are struggling a lot uh as far as survivability issues anyway they did not need a nerf um, I could see nerfs going out to, again, like the top tier tanks like Prot Warrior and Vengeance DH. However, my concern is this. Where are they getting this data from that's saying tanks are able to take too much damage? Because all we've got is Mythic Zeros. So we haven't had Mythic Plus come out yet. So why are we making all these tuning changes, especially such a big tuning change that affects tanks massively? Why are we making these tuning changes when we don't have any data for Mythic Plus right now? Uh, yeah. One of the things I've seen is people are complaining that tanks are... I know on the forums, which again, the forums are just... Blah, but uh, A mess. <laughs> on the forums, a lot of people were complaining about... I was in a dungeon and the tank just chain-pulled and wouldn't stop pulling and all of us died and blah, blah, blah. First off... Um, it's Mythic Zeros, and if you're in 272 gear, you already outgear Mythic Zeros. Mythic Zeros are tuned to about a 250 item level, 245 item level, I would say. Um, yeah, they're, just, they're easy. Yeah, from doing them, I, I mean, I was 250 on the Demon Hunter, and it was, you were like 250-something, I think, or 248 on your Hunter, and it was not an issue at all. Um, they yeah, were, they were pretty easy. Yeah, so I don't think that uh, the issue is necessarily on the tank side. I think the issue is your Mythic Zeros are just tuned really easy, and yeah, we can pull all the way to the boss. I mean, I know whenever I go back and, and 
whenever we're halfway through a Mythic Plus season and I'm like going to help somebody that's still leveling or just needs normal gear or whatever and I'm going to do a normal dungeon, yeah, I blow through. I pull all the trash all the way to the boss because I can't. Like, it's just, I, yeah. you, when you outgear it, it's easy to do. Um, but I think also the reason DPS are dying is, one, use your interrupts. Use your stuns. Like, people, There's a lot of stuff to kick this yeah. expansion so far. Yeah, there's a lot of interrupts out there, so people have to learn to use the interrupts. Um, another thing that I know myself and uh, a couple other tanks I was talking to yesterday were talking about was, like, listen, right now is the time that we don't know the dungeons all that well, so we're pushing the envelope. We're push. We're right now because because at this level in Mythic Zeros, yeah, we are pretty much unkillable in a lot of the Mythic Zeros. It's not that we are OP. It's just that the Mythic Zeros aren't hard. Um, yeah. So so what we're doing is, and I know this is what I've been doing, and what a lot of tanks I was talking to, they do the same thing. We're gonna pull three, four packs at a time because we want to see how much damage, how much, how much can we pull in one pull and yeah. still be able to survive how much can we pull and everyone else can still survive so like yeah if you're if you see your tank pull four packs and then all the dps wipe but the tank lives that doesn't mean the tank's op it means okay there's a lot of casts and stuff that are going out that are targeting non-tank people so that tells us as tanks okay when we hit mythic plus we don't want to pull those mobs because this this pack has two casters that'll target anybody this pack has two casters that'll target anybody we don't want four casters targeting anybody we want to split those up so a lot of stuff you're going to see right now is with tanks pulling massive pulls is we're testing our limits because we don't know what they are right now um and once mythic plus comes out you're not going to see tanks going and pulling the entire trash all the way to the boss um unless yep. unless you're talking about like echo and limit and and stuff like that you know the <laughs> top top mythic plus teams out there um but as i i think the general consensus especially among tanks is that this was a nerf that was not needed it was to fix an issue that did, doesn't exist it was basically just right. people complaining because the tank pulled and they died like that seems to be the majority of the complaints about it and what led to this. Um, I know, and I know I've been talking about this and I'll let you weigh in here in a second. Um, I, I personally think that what's going to happen is a few weeks into the season, either the change is going to be reverted or they're going to have to nerf the dungeons. Cause I think what's going to happen is mythic pluses, uh, tanks are going to start getting one shot when they get to the higher keys, uh, when they normally yeah. wouldn't have been getting one shot. So I think it'll cause some issues, um, it also really, really hurts the lower, the, you know, if you're somebody who bless your soul is going to play a brewmaster monk, uh, during mythic plus, uh, you're really going to be limited, uh, because you're, like I said, brewmaster monks really, really were struggling on the defensive side. They do great damage, uh, but on the defensive side, they really struggle. They don't have much self healing. Uh, they don't have a ton of great defensives and this right. hurts them even more. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think I think some of the lower tier tanks this really kind of hurts them a lot and is going to limit how far you can go. Um, and honestly, it's going to push more towards forcing people to go to those one or two, th maybe top three tanks and get away from everybody able to play whatever tank they want to play. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I think it was a I think it was a problem that didn't really exist, and they came up with a solution that's uh, going to make things worse. So. I, 
I I don't I don't do tanks, but an issue I see is that tanks that are new to tanking and are learning are gonna get punished defensive wise. Like yes, they're learning what to click during what situations, but they don't get that chance to learn because they're dying so quick. Yep. Um, I don't know. That's what I think. Well, and that's the other thing that we've talked about is like, especially in the first couple of seasons of of Shadowlands. The first season was really bad. The second season, I think, was a little bit better. Um, but in the first season, and, and I, I stopped playing any myth. I, I pretty much stopped playing WoW after shortly after the first season started because the uh, the, the the tanking strategy was kite. No matter which tank spec you were, you just had to kite. That was it. Like your job right. was to kite. I hate kiting. If you're gonna force me to kite to survive, I'm not gonna play that tank. Like I just I don't yeah. like kiting. Um, it causes so many. It causes it makes it so much more more difficult to hold threat when you have to kite every five seconds because you're not doing damage. And if you're not doing damage, you're not holding threat. Um, yeah. And that was an issue I had in the first season. And they had to nerf all the dungeons to make it so that we didn't have to keep kiting. And I think that's something we're a bit worried about happening again because kiting's not fun. So what that's going to lead to also is. Uh, Tanks were in a really good spot going into this nerf, and and I think you know I think Prot Warriors is still fine. I think Vengeance DH is probably still fine. Um, Death Knights, uh, kind of like on the on the edge right now, and then Brewmaster and Prot Pally, it's gonna hurt them a lot. Um, but I yeah. think the issue is tanking was looking like it would be nice and a lot of fun, and now you made this change and you're gonna make it a lot less fun. And right now, still the hardest spec to find people that want to play it is tank. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's an issue too. Is we don't have enough tanks playing WoW right now anyway, because tanking hasn't been fun, super hasn't been very fun for a while. Um, Shadowlands really, really hurt tanks in the early part of it, right. and now it looks like they're going down that route again, potentially hurting tanks. Um, and I'll tell you right now, there, there are Blizzard's argument was. Uh, that tanks were the survivability of tanks were taking away from the fun of healers uh, because healers weren't able to heal uh, the tank. And yeah. I will say, in my experience, in the last five years, six years, whatever that I've been doing Mythic Plus and I've been tanking Mythic Plus, I've never had one healer say man i you wish you couldn't heal yourself that much because that was just boring and i wasn't having fun no you know what happens if the tank can heal themselves really well uh that healer just starts unloading in dps and has a blast because they can just focus on dpsing yeah or <laughs> healing the group if they need it yeah but like that's the thing if you can eliminate having to heal your tank too much if your tank can heal themselves or just not take that much damage it frees up the healer to do so much more in the in the dungeon and yeah. most healers that I have found, they love it when a tank doesn't need that much healing. So the whole argument right. of it wasn't fun for healers because they didn't have anything to heal, I don't buy that one bit. Um, I've never met a healer who in a dungeon went, man, I wish I had more to heal. This was boring and terrible. It wasn't fun. Never. Not one. Not one. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, I know I'm going on and on today. but <laughs> well, That's all right. That yeah. was it was a, it, it's one that's been irritating for the last couple ever since they announced it yesterday afternoon I think it was, um, just because it's 
you know, we want to see tanks. We want more tanks in the game. Yeah. Uh, I, I, my personal opinion is I think tanks should be able to do just as much damage as DPS. Uh, maybe not quite as high, but if like we should be able to keep up with a third place DPS most times pretty easily, I think. Um, I don't I don't think we should be doing as low damage as we're doing because what's the fun part of WoW is is pulling giant packs and being able to do big DPS numbers. Yeah. Like no matter regardless of which class you are, whether you're a healer, a tank, DPS, whatever, everybody likes putting up big numbers. So what's one way to do that? Let us be able to pull three packs at once. <laughs> Um, I think that's what made BFA so much fun Mythic Plus-wise that Shadowlands really kind of sucked at. Um, BFA, you didn't have the big target cap for a lot of abilities. And yeah. you could just pull massive if you wanted to. If your tank could handle it, you could pull massive and everyone could do tons of damage. Then in Shadowlands, they put in a target cap, which was not fun. Um, especially because you only had like, you had like two or three classes that would have AOE abilities that weren't capped. So then that class was just massively out DPSing everybody. Right. Um, they've kind of relaxed on that a little bit with the uh, reduced damage. That's It's a much better in between. But, I mean, again, the most fun people have in Mythic Plus, in my opinion, is getting to pull three or four packs at, and have one big giant pool where we've got tons of mobs and just seeing those DPS numbers just go off the charts. That's what I think people enjoy the most. Um, I don't. You're a DPS, so give me your perspective. What is it that you find the most fun to do whenever you're doing uh, Mythic Plus? Uh, depending on the class, but it's the big pulls, you know, like putting up huge numbers, just having fun, doing lots of damage. Yeah. I, I mean, I like. I do like like single target and cleave boss fights like those are those are interesting like certain specs but if i had to pick one thing i like the most it's the big pulls right now what would you rather have a tank who can't pull more than one pack at a time or a tank who can handle pulling say three packs at a time definitely pulling three <laughs> packs like, right like, no brainer yeah i don't understand I think, honestly, a lot of the complaints on the forums are from people who don't do Mythic Plus. Because they're, the stuff that I saw was people saying that if you're a tank and you're pulling multiple packs, you're a bad tank because you're getting everybody killed. Like, have you never watched Mythic Plus dungeons? Like, that's literally a strategy is to pull multiple packs whenever you can. Because if you don't and you just pull one pack at a time, you're not going to time the key. Yeah. Like I don't know. I feel like a lot of people complaining are people who don't ever do anything other than normal or heroic dungeons. Right. Um, but I don't know. Um, you want to take us through the next uh, topic we've got? Yes. We get the daily and weekly to-do list. Yes. This is what you're all here For to hear. <laughs> Dragonflight week two. Woohoo. So daily-wise, you have rares, super rares, PvP World Quest, and War Supply Crate. The rares can drop to 372, and the super rares can drop to 385 here, so get those done. Yes, and those are all scaled based off of your item level. Um, so I think it's about 
10 to 15. I think the regular rares are like 10, roughly 10 item levels above whatever your item level is. And the super rares, I think, are 15 above whatever your item level is. Could be wrong on that, yeah. but that's, I think that's about how it works. Yeah, and going into bi-weekly, we have World Quest. And this one, I don't know if I know much about it. Camp Alag Quest. Yeah, that's kind of the area where uh, the hunt kind of sometimes starts. It's it's in Onaran Plains. It's just a camp. They have a bunch of dailies. Pretty much that is just getting uh, repu- you can you can farm that a little bit and do the dailies to get reputation with uh, the Maruk. Oh, okay. Uh, weekly we have Aid in the Accord, and like what me and Buck are doing is you want to hold on to it until probably about Monday. Yep. So you give your chance to you give yourself the chance to get a higher item level to make your aid in the court uh, treasure chest drop a higher item level as well. So yes, yeah, I'd say hold on to them until Monday. Yep, because those yeah those also scale with your item level. So definitely uh, wait until I'll be. I mean, I already I think I did mine on my demon hunter because I'm not doing anything else with them the rest of the week. I've already got everything done. Other than farming yeah. some rares, but I think I've actually got that done too now. Um, we have profession quests, which I don't know much about. Same. So I haven't really worked on profession yet. I, I've been meaning to, but I, I haven't yet. Yeah, there's a weekly quest. It looks like that you can get a uh, artisan's medal. I don't know what that's mm-hmm. for. I'm, I, I'm guessing it's some kind of somewhat hard to get crafting reagent uh that is used for crafting some decent gear yeah Uh, other than that i don't really know uh we have mythic zeros get those done because there's good gear to get to prepare for the raid yep what's the item level on that gear for mythic zeros 372 yes sir i know we've already got ours done on our demon my demon hunter and your hunter hunter yes uh so we need to do some on uh, hopefully we'll be able to get some done on the uh, warrior and on your uh, monk tonight. We'll see. Yes, that'd be nice. Uh, we have dungeon quests, which are weekly. I didn't know that they were weekly. Um, so it's not the regular dungeon quests that we picked up. There are two dungeon quests in Valdraken. Um, kind of like you know how in Shadowlands, in Ouroboros, you had the two weekly dungeon quests that you can oh, do. Okay. That's what these are. Um, so when you complete those, you can pick one of the factions and you get reputation for that faction. Okay. But yeah, it's the, um, same, it's the same thing as what it was in Shadowlands. Just There's two dungeons per week. Uh, I'm sure they're on some kind of rotation. Yeah. We have Sibelian Rathion quest, which is by the Dragon Bank Keep, I'm pretty sure. The yes. Obsidian Citadel. Uh, we have Trial of the Element and Trial of Blood. Yep. Um, I want to give a quick little tip on that Trial of Elements and Trial of Flood as well. Uh, sure. So the best way to do those, because those have a rant, have a spawn timer between one to two hours, but you don't know when it's going to be. Best way to do those is uh, the Trial of Flood is in Onaran Plains, kind of in the south uh, center or south part of it. And then the Trial of Elements, you actually need to go to Thaldrasis uh, and go to the, the big platform where Chromie and Nosedormu are at. And you, after you've completed the campaign, you can take the portal to the Primalist Future, which will uh, that'll stay up even after you've done the campaign part there. But you'll want to take that portal, they'll go in, and on the northwest corner of that map, there's a little cave there. 
and that's where the trial of elements are. So what you want to okay. do is, uh, whichever one you're wanting to do, you go to the location for it, and then go into uh, the the pre-made groups, click on the custom one, and just do a search for trial of elements or trial of flood. Honestly, you just do a search for trial, um, and just every 30 seconds or so, hit refresh on that until something pops up. Usually whenever, uh, whenever anything pops up on there, it's usually active at that time. Um, and the trials usually will last for about three to five minutes, just depending on how many people are there. So once it pops up, uh, just request to get invited to the group, and then typically you'll get invited to the group, and then you can complete it, and it'll hop you to whatever server that person's on, and you can complete it really quickly that way. Um, I did that on my Demon Hunter yesterday, and I got both of them done within about ten minutes instead of having to sit there and wait for potentially two hours for it to spawn. Yeah. Um, so it's a much faster way to do it. Um, so yeah, just basically server hop looking for it. Um, that's the best way to do it, in my opinion. Right. Um, then we have multiple times a day where you can do, and this is every hour, right? Or every couple hours? Um, it just depends on the event. So we have community fees, dirt, each on Dragon Bank Keep, and Grand Hunts. Yep. So, yeah, make sure to get yes. those done and yep. do them throughout the day if you want more chance to have some loot. Yes. So, to break those down a little bit, the community feast happens every three and a half hours. Um, you can do it as many times a day as you want. Um, however, the real reason to do this um, is there's, there's two reasons. One, uh, if you get the soup to legendary... Then it spawns a rare mob called Bisqueous that has a daily lockout. Um, but also, uh, once per week, the first time that you do it, uh, well, not the first time you do it, but when, once per week you can pick up a quest for the community feast. Um, and once you complete five tasks in the community feast, you can turn that in and you get a piece of loot. This is kind of like the aiding the accord where you might want to wait to the end of the week near reset once you've gotten geared up in other various ways. And then it'll scale up with your item level. Um, now, I will say with all the scaling up with the item level, I don't know how it's going to work past this week. Um, I don't know how right. high that loot's going to scale up. Right now, it's scaling up higher than any loot you can get. Like all the the Dragon Bane Keep, the um, Elite Rares, the Community Feast, the Aiding the Accord, all those are scaling up to like 278 to 285, which is right. higher than the 272 gear you can get at mythic zero so that's why people are farming them that's why people that's why we're saying wait to the end of the week um because this is potentially the highest gear you can get right now um so it you know it'd be a nice advantage to get to like 270 item level um we'll see if that holds true when mythic plus comes out i don't know uh i don't know how high it'll scale up um, yeah. yeah, the dirt, the dirt piles. That is just a part of getting your rep with the Dragon Scale Up Expedition, I believe. Um, and then the Siege on Dragonbane Keep and the Grand Hunt. Both of those are repeatable. You can do those every so often. I think um, the Siege on Dragonbane Keep spawns every two hours. The first time that you get it, you get a uh, loot box that is an epic color, purple color, uh, strong box. And that one is a really high chance at loot. I don't know if it's a guaranteed chance, but it says it has a high chance. Um, and you can keep doing it. 
but then subsequent ones, and you can only loot you can only loot it once at every hour, because um, they had issues with people server hopping and just doing it you know ten times in an hour. Um, the the secondary boxes after your first time completion, any boxes after that have a lot smaller chance at loot. So it's not a guarantee or anything, and it's a lot. It's you know most of the time you're probably not going to get loot, but you can loot it once every hour. You can receive a strong box, and have a chance at loot. Um, the grand hunts, uh, I believe, the grand hunts only the first one that you complete gives loot. Um, after that, the rest of them, uh, it looks like you can do it basically. F you can do it as many times as you want, but it looks like the first four times you do it, you get some kind of um, loot bag that has a chance for equipment, but I, I think it's a very, very low chance. Uh, right. And it probably might be a lower item level, I don't know. But you can also farm those to increase your renown uh, with the centaur. But yeah, those are the uh, the weekly events and all the bi-weekly, daily, the infinite events, all that stuff. Yeah. Excuse me, know. Yep. Alright, what's next? We have Adam of the Week. Is that what we're on now? Yes, it is. Yeah. And Mystic Dungeon Tool. I don't have that one, so... That is fine. Um, I would recommend downloading it, though. Uh, it's very good for Mech Plus. Uh, primarily, the tanks are really who need it, because this is where you're going to form your guides, or not your guide, form your route and figure out what, what you're going to do. Um, so I thought what we might do is, really quickly, make a route for the uh, Ruby Life Pools, um, just to show you how this add-on works. Uh, you also can import routes from WoWhead, from uh, Wago.io, uh, Raider.io. There's lots of different uh, websites out there that you can just import other people's routes in and use those. Um, you, can yeah. sh you can share the route with people in your party. Um, so let me swap our screen over here. We're good. Let's see. We still got, still got Alex, our BIOS audio. Yep. Yep. All right. Yeah, we're good. All right. We still got everybody's audio. All right. Perfect. I got a new audio thing for the, our stream, our, our OBS system here. So just make sure it's working. All right. So Mythic cool. Dungeon Tools is this right here. Now, before we start on this one, I'll show you one from a previous expansion from Shadowlands. Um, so basically, you make your guides on here. Or make you form your route. So this one here is Grimrail Depot. So you can see you've got your list of pulls here. Um, and it loops them all together. You can put notes in that tell you, you know, whatever you want to put in there. Um, and it'll tell you basically what packs you're, you're planning on pulling. And it gives you... Excuse me. It gives you your percentage for each pull. So after each pull, that's the percentage you should be at over here. And that way you kind of look at the top here and see... Oh, okay, this one's only got 93%. Um, now, Season 4 is a little buggy because these guys weren't counting for percentage on this, even though they actually gave percent. Uh, yeah. But let's go to Ruby Life Pools and make a quick one. So this is one of the dungeons for Season 1. As you can see, you can choose between all eight dungeons that are available. Um, so here you just click to add your pool. Uh, I think you can also hold down shift to add a new pool. Yes. Um, yeah. You can hold down control, I think, to click 
an individual unit, but usually you're going to want to click the whole pack anyway. Uh, you can click and drag to reorder everything. Uh, but let's go ahead and make one. So I think for this, I want to pull... For my very first pull, I'd want these together. Possibly those as well. We'll see as we get closer, see what we can handle. But So that puts us at 10%. So already a lot of percentage there. Uh, the second pull, I know what I've been doing is this right here. And trying to avoid these, but I think sometimes they get pulled. But for now, we'll say we avoid them. Uh, the next pull, we're at 19.4%. Here we're going to pull these two and the big guy. That's what we've been doing. And then the next pull, typically this group ends up getting pulled accidentally. So as you can see, we're at 38%. Got a lot of percentage already. Um, then we have the boss pull here. You click this little thing to move this up. Um, and actually, let's go back real quick. Because I want to put in a note. Up here you have all the different areas. You can add stuff. You can draw lines, whatever. We're going to insert a note real quick. And we're going to put a note right here. And you just click on it and you can type in what you want to put. So this here, the note we're going to put is take the dragon up to the next level. So for those who don't know, in that dungeon, after you kill this first boss, uh, five little dragon drakes show up and you click on them and they take you up to this top part. Uh, so up here, we have to clear everything in order to unlock the boss. Uh, typically, we go counterclockwise um, I could put in a note saying that we're gonna go counterclockwise or I could take an arrow and just do this and it really doesn't matter you could go clockwise it's whatever way you and your group decide you want to do it um, but for this example we're gonna go counterclockwise so I have an arrow telling me which way to go uh, we're gonna add the next pull in here uh, I think we've been skipping these inside guys, honestly. Eh, we don't need that. So there, if you make a mistake, you can click on Drawing Eraser and just click on whatever you did, and it'll fix it. Um, we'll put Insert Note for now. Uh, add Pool. Let's get this group in there. This group in there. These guys will pull as we go along. Uh, Flame Gullet's there. We'll pull him with those little guys. I think Flame Gullet we fight twice. No, there it is. There's Thunderhead and Flame Gullet. Those are the two uh, drakes on Mythic that we have to deal with. So then we get all these. We're at 74% on our percentage. So we definitely still need more. Um, as we found out in the uh, normal dungeon we were doing, these casters actually kind of hit hard, so I'd recommend pulling those separate and on their own pull, probably with these, all these little guys around it. So now that we've cleared yeah. all this, that unlocks the boss. So we'll make the boss the next pull, and then we're going to go down here. Um, you probably can pull that together. Those might aggro with that, though. I don't know. So you might just want to pull just this part or do this and then do those separate. Um, actually, what we're going to do is I'm going to say pull those together there. And then we're going to pull this along with that pack. Then this is the big boy pack right here. This one, this one hurts. Um, definitely, definitely want to be careful on Mythic Plus pulling this pack because they do hit hard. Um, so as you can see, we're yes, already at, we're a already, lot of AOE damage. Yep, uh, we're already at 108. 
I would recommend clearing everything out in this platform, however. So we are going to go ahead and add that in there. So now, as you can see, uh, we are at 114% right here. So we don't need to, to clear everything that we've got. So we need to figure out where can we cut back. Um, I would say right off the bat here. Um, honestly, we could probably cut that out, and that puts it at 108%. At a really good spot if it's possible um, oh yeah here's something else you can do if you want to know some information about a specific mob if you right click while you're on top of it you can see a lot of their abilities you can see whether they're affected by uh, taunt or whatever abilities are affected by so this guy can't be stunned no CC works on him um, if you look like this guy it could be stunned disoriented slowed all this stuff um, also if you look here they're not in stealth. Uh, if they are, this would be checked. And then they also, this mob cannot detect stealth. Which to me says, huh, this mob can't detect stealth. We need to shave off another 9, 8.7%. 8 this guy is worth 6%. You can see that um, on his little tooltip there. It shows that he's got 6.06 .06 is what it counts for. So let's say if you have an invis pots or a rogue, you can just stealth past this guy. So, yeah. we'll go ahead and take him off. We're going to say we'll skip him. And now we're at 102%. Uh, that's basically how you make a route. Uh, you want to try to keep that percentage as close to 100% as possible without being under. Because you want to make sure you hit 100%. But you don't want to go over by a ton. As you saw at the start there, we had like 114%. That's too much percent. We don't. That's, that's extra mobs that you're killing for no reason. Um, so, yeah. This route would require a invis of some type, so we'll put in a note right here to say invis or shroud past this guy. Uh, so again, like that's right there, that kind of gives you your information. Um, something that I like to do, this dungeon doesn't necessarily have it, um, but say for example, let me look at Season 4 of Shadowlands, the uh, Gambit. So, like, right here... Well, I guess this one doesn't have it. Let me see if I have a different... Here we go. This is, I think, from Season 3. Uh, so, basically, I like to put in notes here. So, in this part, what we typically would do... that This is, like, Season 3. Uh, what we typically would happen would be... We would pull all this stuff, and then we would use the, uh, the Woe... Uh, which is part of the seasonal affix that time. We'd use the woe to go and viz and skip past all this stuff. But in order for that to work, we needed to make sure that we hit a certain percentage. So if we were going to skip past these mobs here, you needed to be at 46%. Uh, or 54.63%. If you were going to pull those four little guys there, then you need to be at 46%. Um, in order to not be under percentage. So little things like that you can throw in there uh, just to show show yourself, especially as a tank, to kind of let me know, okay, if I get here, we've pulled this. Once we hit 54%, I know we're good to go ahead and move on. Yeah. Uh, but definitely a huge, huge tool, one of the most important tools you're going to find, most, one of the most important add-ons you're going to find for Mythic Plus. It's, it's, it's a, a must-have at this point, honestly. Um, yeah, I believe especially not. For tank. Yes, especially for tanks. Uh, but yeah, I believe Nagi is who created the add-on. Um, 
<coughs> Excuse me. I know Raider IO has routes every week you can import. Like I said, Wago IO has routes you can import. And uh, Wowhead occasionally has some routes as well. So if you are interested in getting serious about Mythic Plus, highly recommend picking up this add on. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's about it. There's a few other things you can do. You can sort it. You can look at like the weekly affixes. So you could make a route for every single week if you really wanted to. Um, I don't know if that's necessarily always needed, but you know, it's possible. Uh, back when we had yeah. inspiring, it would show you where the inspiring mobs are going to be at. So you can plan around that. Uh, we don't have inspiring this season, which is going to be wonderful. Uh, but yep, that is it. That is Mythic Dungeon Mythic Dungeon Tools. Awesome. Alright, so Bio, what uh was your week in WoW like? It involved some leveling and some gearing. Um got my hunter leveled up and geared. I think it's like three sixty five or something now. Or yeah, three sixty five. Something like that. 368, maybe? I don't know. Um, playing a lot of Marksman. I think it's low-key insanely strong. Um, I do think it is stronger than BM right now. Yep. Yeah, I, I would agree. I think right now it is definitely... Uh, it is pumping some numbers. Uh, I yeah. don't... you know, And again, with all the tier lists and everything. One, it's tier lists. It you know it's gonna change. It's always hilarious to look and see what the tier list was before the season started, and then what it actually ended yeah. up being. Uh, but also, yeah. it could be something where maybe maybe Beast Mastery scales better with uh, the stats and the gear. So maybe once you're geared, Beast Master's better. Maybe Marksman is just underrated. It could be that as yeah. well. Yeah. So that, I did that level by monk yesterday, right? Yes. Yep, we leveled the monk. Uh, I spent a lot of time last night doing PvP on my monk, gearing him up, and he's now 406 item level PvP. Nice. Uh, a lot of fun doing PvP on my monk, for sure. Definitely going to try and go for the elite side of the season. Nice. And that's uh, that's about it. I haven't done anything else really, I guess. Yep, yep. Um, and as far as my weekend, wow, uh, a lot of the same. Did a lot of leveling, got my Death Knight to max level, got my Mage to max level, and got my Warlock to max level. So I'm now 11 of 13 classes are max level. All I've got left is, is a Shaman and a Rogue. Uh, I don't I don't know if I'll knock those out next week or if I'll, I'll wait until the next Dark Moon Fair. I'm not positive. I'll probably wait till the next Dark Moon Fair because I think I'm going to focus on just gearing up my uh, mains for the next couple weeks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we did uh, a lot of rare farming, uh, all the world quests, weekly stuff like that on my Demon Hunter. Uh, we did Mythic Zeros, as we kind of talked about already. Did those on the Demon Hunter and on your uh, Hunter. Uh, yeah. I think my Demon Hunter is now 261 or something along those lines, 262 maybe. Uh, so we'll hopefully be ready for uh, we'll definitely be ready for Mythic Plus uh, I think 260 honestly is high enough to do like 2s and 3s easily uh, yeah. and then I think we'll be able I think we'll be able to get 10s by the end of next week possibly 
but how much we do yeah i i would say 285 is probably gonna be high enough item level to 280 285 item level will be good enough to do mythic 10 plus 10s um and right because because end of dungeon loot for a plus 10 i think is 292 so i think oh, if you're at 280 392 yes 392 I'm so used to Shadowlands numbers. Yeah, same. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think so. I think like two eighty or three eighty. Uh, I think three eighty would be good enough to do plus tens. I think uh, possibly lower, just depending on the level of uh, skill that everyone has. Um, I think for me, I right. like I like to be about ten item levels lower than what the loot that drops is, just to play it safe. Um, right. But uh, no, we've been working on the warrior as well, getting starting to get him some gear. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Prot Warrior is very strong. It's very strong. I just don't know if I like the playstyle. I, I think I just got to get used to it and try it and stick with it for a bit. Um, and we'll see. But, uh, you know, Demon Hunter is obviously going to be my main. I'm going to raid on the Demon Hunter at least for the first bit, unless we start getting stuck and need to change stuff up or something. But I will definitely be raiding on the Demon Hunter uh, yeah. to start with. So I'm a, that's where I'm kind of on the fence. I mean, if we need a melee, I have a melee. But if I have, if we need a range, I can play my hunter. I I don't know exactly what our composition looks like yet. Right. But um, we'll see. I have two characters that I'm planning to have ready to go for raiding in case whatever's needed. Yep. Yep. Uh, I will be tanking because I know we need the tank, and that's what I do. <laughs> yeah. So I think it'll. I don't know. I, I hear so many people say, oh, it's easier to raid lead if you're tanking. And I'm like, I don't know if I find that true, but I, I, I also can see it. I just don't know if it's true for me. Uh, I feel like whenever right. I've raid led, it was easier for me to do it as a DPS than as, as a tank. Um, but I also understand because a tank, typically you're just worrying about positioning, positioning and then tot swaps. And that's about it. Maybe timing up your mitigations correctly. Uh but as far as well, DPS, well, you have a lot more mechanics you're going to deal with typically. Well, I'll be around to help out with that. So. Right, yep, yep. Um, yeah, we'll definitely be studying up uh, raid fights this week as well. Uh, yes. To look and see, figure our strategies. Um, but yeah, I think, I think at this point we're pretty much just getting geared and getting ready for raid and Mythic yep. Plus. Um, yep. It'll be interesting to see how our raid team does the very first night. I don't, you know, not. I don't have any. I don't really have any kind of set expectations. If we full clear, great. If we don't, then that's cool. Whatever, we'll get what we we'll get down what we can. Um, yeah. I think. I think honestly, if if a, if a few of our our uh, players are like two eighty five, two ninety, I think we can clear most of it honestly. Because uh, yeah. I, I think the raid loot drops. Let me see here. Okay, the uh, the raid loot. You looking at normal? No, uh, trying to see. Drop three eighty nine. Three eighty nine. Okay, yeah. So three ninety on last. With last while dropping three ninety eight. Yeah. So I, I mean, I think we should be able to 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 get the first half of that raid probably done. Um, honestly, I would think the biggest issue we might have the first night is just time wise. I don't I don't know if we'll have enough time to do a full clear. I think we'll be geared enough and have enough talent that we can do it. I just don't know I, that we have enough time. I, I think our raids might be a little lackluster, like attendance for the yeah. time of year it is right now. 
Yeah, well, and, and that was the other thing. I, I posted it in Discord. I don't know how many people have seen it yet, but uh, we will be... So Saturday night is our first raid next week, so one week from tonight. Um, and then uh, the week of Christmas, the, or the weekend of Christmas and New Year's, um, we're, doing, we're scheduling it for Friday night. Uh, because Saturday is Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve, so obviously people are probably going to have plans. So I scheduled for yeah. Friday. If people can't make it, it's not a big deal. Uh, I'm not too yeah. worried about that. Um, you know, if if if, if 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 it's just you and me, then we may just plug into another group. You know, or yeah. just do Mythic Plus. Who knows? You know, we'll we'll kind of it's that's kind of up in the air. We'll we're scheduling the raid. We'll see how many people we have. Um, we'll either pug people in or we'll do mythic plus if we don't have anywhere close to enough or we'll pug into a group, but, uh, yeah, now I'm not too worried about it. We'll be fine. Um, I'll I'll probably jump into LFR, uh, probably Wednesday night just to get a look at the raid. And yeah, you and I could probably jump into LFR together, uh, Wednesday night and kind of get an idea of what the raid looks like. And the loot's actually not that bad. It's 376. Yeah, for sure. Honestly, that probably yeah, it'll be, be upgrade. Yeah, it'd probably be good to do that first, so that we can get upgrades from there, and then jump into Mythic Plus. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think it'll be a fun week. Uh, looking forward to the raid. All the raid for Race for World first stuff will be fun to watch. I always like that. Uh, yes, me too. It's fun to watch. I will probably be paying even closer attention to it this this time, just so I can look at what they're doing and be like, "Hmm, that's a good strategy. Let's try that." Uh, now, I don't mean to drag this on, but no, you're good. Um, what do you, what do you think their their tactics going to be? Seeing that the odds all be released at once, you're going to go into heroic first, get the gear, or you think you're going to jump right into uh, it? Yeah, that's that. I really think is interesting. Um, I think uh, I, I think, think they're going to do heroic. I think. So what I'm what I'm kind of thinking is you might see them run heroic splits for the first like five six hours and then i think it'll be a combination well it might be a combination of that and then mythic plus dungeons um because and it blizzard hasn't announced anything as far as a uh like like a cap like an item level cap or a dungeon level cap key cap like normal for that week so i'm thinking at this point because we're only three days away from that the reset I'm thinking at this point, there's not going to be any kind of limit as to what Mythic Plus you can do. And 15s are going to give pretty good gear. Or 20s, I mean. 20s will give really good gear. Yeah. Um, I want to say it's like 407 or 406. Let me see here. Wowhead has it on there. Uh, season oh, the, 1 uh... awards. 405, yeah. 405 is the item level for Mythic Plus 20s. Uh, for End of Dungeon. So, you know, the the raid, I don't know. Um, what's Heroic give? There it is. Loot. So, yeah, for Heroic, you're looking at... 402, 408. So basically, a Mythic Plus 20 and Heroic Raid are going to give roughly the same loot. Uh, so I think you're going to see a combination of Mythic Pluses and Raids 
uh, heroic raids at first. I don't think you're going to see anybody doing normal raids. I don't, I don't expect to see them jumping into normal at all, honestly. Um, with the amount of gear that you can get right now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess most of the uh, raid team members probably have tunes that are roughly 375 item level, uh, close to 380. And with that level of gear and the talent that these guys have, I'd say they can go right into Heroic. Uh, and clear yeah, heroic. I think so as well. Um, yeah. Can they go right to Mythic plus 20s? I don't know. So I'm thinking what you... That's why I kind of thought you might see them go and do clear Heroic get what loot they can from a clear of heroic and then you'll see them jump into mythic plus uh because at that point they'll have a little bit of extra gear from heroic and they can start doing those high keys i don't see them wasting time doing like plus 10s plus 15s to gear up to mythic 20s i think they'll gear up to mythic 20s through the heroic raid yeah um, so I think that's the strategy you're going to see. If if it was me, I would plan on doing Heroic Raid first, uh, clear that as quickly as you can, or at least until you hit a wall, and then do Mythic Plus, upgrade that gear, uh, come back to Heroic if you need if you still have a couple bosses to finish, or maybe if your gear is good enough from Mythic Plus, you might dive straight into Mythic um, and not even clear out Heroic. But I, I think we're going to see most of them try to clear Heroic, especially the last couple bosses, because I think, what is it, the last three bosses I don't think they did any testing on. Either the last two or the last three raid bosses they didn't do any kind of testing on so nobody's seen them. Um, so I think a lot of these guilds are going to want to see them on Heroic before they dive into Mythic. Right. Um, now I noticed something interesting on Raid Finder. Okay. Um, we'll just go to Razageth. Drop to Tier Beast. That's 398 off Raid Finder. Yes. And that's the exact same for Mythic. Drops 398 as well. For Mythic? Yes, Heroic, Normal, Raid Finder, Mythic. They all drop the same item level tier piece. That's got to be a uh, bug in the tool tip yeah, there. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Yeah, there's no way that that's going to uh, be it. Actually, I can't even... Because, like, the last boss in Raid Finder dropping 398 is kind of crazy. My UI's all messed up. I can't look at the Raid stuff. Give me a second. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, I, I would say that's a bug. I, I'm sure that Mythic's going to drop, like, a, you know, 415, 421, 424, somewhere in one of the one right. of the three item levels for that. If it's the last boss, I would say it'll probably be 424 um, tier, tier piece. But, uh, yeah, no, my stuff's not working for that. I don't know. I can't see it on here. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm going to bet it's probably a bug and that it's not 398. Because 398 is the, uh, you said that's for Raid Finder? Yes. I'm going to guess Raid Finder's actually 385. Because uh, that's what they've got listed as the uh, final boss loot. Um, I, so I'm yeah. thinking it's probably bugged and it's just showing, because normal item level... Normal raid, the item level will be 398, so that is probably bugged, and it's just showing the normal item level across all four difficulties. Right. Um, but yeah, my guess is it'll be 385 for raid finder, 398 for normal, 411 for heroic, and 424 for mythic. Um, now, I do think one nice thing is I don't see the tier sets increasing your DPS by 35-40% like they did during Shadowlands. 
<laughs> I think it'll be a much smaller increase in DPS, maybe about 5% damage increase. Um, but I do think, you know, it'll be good even if you get your tier sets from Raid Finder, a mix of Raid Finder, Normal, Heroic, whatever. I think have, if you get tier set bonuses, you're going to be in good shape. Um, yeah. And I think that's the other interesting thing uh, that we could see from uh, this Race to World first is I don't know how many of these guys have, and girls have gotten um, their, like, I don't know what kind of decisions they've done as far as leveling up characters. Because I know in Legion, <laughs> in Legion, you would level up 10 of the same class. If you were going in as a Holy Paladin, you leveled up 10 Holy Pallies. If you're you know competing for World First, you level up 10 Holy Pallies because of the RNG factor of the Legendaries. And whichever one of those characters got the better combination of Legendaries, that was who you took into the raid. Um, right. Same with tier sets. So for this, for this time, we have our tier sets. So let's say you complete your Heroic Splits, you complete uh, your Mythic Plus stuff, Let's say if you're doing all plates, uh, let's say you've got three holy pallies set up or whatever, you know, three demon hunters. Let's call it three havoc demon hunters that you leveled up. You do you're doing leather splits, so you're going in and you know whatever. Let's say two of those demon hunters only get one tier piece, and one of them gets two tier pieces. Well, now that one's got your two set bonus. That's going to be the one you're going to take into the mythic raid. Because you have a two-set bonus. Um, so I think it's be interesting to see how many of different how many different uh, characters of each class that you're playing people have made in order to kind of get that extra chance at getting one of them to get two sets or two tier pieces instead of just yeah. one. Um, I think that could be interesting to watch and see. Yeah. But I well, think I think it's going to be a fun race just because of the fact that, it, like you said, everything's launching at once. Um, yeah, I think that makes it intriguing. I think it creates a lot of variations in strategy, and I know I'm excited to watch and see what they do. Me too. All right, mm -hmm. you got anything else you want to talk about? Anything you want to add nope. in? Nope, I'm all good. All righty. Well, we're going to go ahead and call it here. Uh, appreciate you all watching um, up top you got my socials I'm at uh, twitch.tv slash buckblind YouTube I'm buckblind the demon hunter Twitter I'm at buckblind dh uh, bio what are your uh, socials got a uh, twitch is qq underscore bowshock and the same for YouTube qq underscore bowshock yes sir and do you have any videos on YouTube yet I've been working on some footage, actually. Nice, nice, awesome. Uh, so hopefully, yeah. hopefully you can get some videos up there soon. Be able to see yeah. some stuff there. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I might, I might take a crack at making like a Vengeance Demon Hunter guide, kind of, uh, for Mythic right. Plus here in the next couple weeks. I don't know. We'll see. Make my first guide video. Who knows? Um. Havoc, I don't really even want to touch Havoc right now because they just get nerfed every single week. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, but they are performing very, very strong. Um, yes, so we'll see. We'll see where they end up falling. I don't. I don't think the nerfs are going to hurt us too much. Uh, 
I think the uh, the 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 hunt nerf will maybe hurt vengeance a little bit as far as uh, raid goes, but I don't think for Mythic Plus it really hurts too much. Yeah. But uh, anyway, that is it for now. Uh, any last words? See you next week. Yep, we will see you guys next week. Appreciate you watching and listening. And have a great week. Bye, guys.